Welcome to the Nashville Women's Health Podcast. This podcast was created as a way to provide education and connection to the women of Middle Tennessee. My goal is to connect you with local women's health and fitness providers so you know what services are available in your area. I am your host, Amy Bailey. I'm a local women's health physical therapist, yoga instructor, and life coach. Thank you for joining the podcast and being a part of this amazing community. Welcome to another edition of the Nashville Women's Health Podcast. This is your host, Amy Bailey, and I wanted to talk about endometriosis on this podcast. Um, It's Endometriosis Awareness Month, and so I'm bringing on a guest who um, has dealt with endometriosis herself and really gone through the typical struggle of someone with endometriosis where you don't really understand what's going on with your body. You go to multiple providers, and it takes um, usually years before you get an accurate diagnosis, followed by multiple treatment options and just it's such a journey so I love having um, someone who has dealt with this just kind of bring forth her story and I would just want to get out of the way I want to allow um, Rachel which is who I'm bringing on I want to allow Rachel just to share her story and her heart with y'all and um, just um, this is going to be a three-part series so this first part we're just going to really talk about what led to her diagnosis and some of the symptoms she had So Rachel, thank you so much for being here and being open with us. I know this has not been an easy journey for you. So just thank you so much for being brave enough to come on here and talk to us about what you've been through. Yeah, Amy, thank you so much. um, I haven't really shared my story yet with a lot of people, but I do find that it's really important because I think that's the way that we all help each other. And that's the best way to figure out what might be going on with us is by hearing from other people and their experiences. So yeah, in in this podcast, I'd love to talk about my diagnosis. And then um, you had mentioned before talking about the treatment in another podcast, and then the recovery after that. And so um, for, for people who don't know what endometriosis is, it's an inflammatory disease that occurs when tissue that is similar to the endometrium, which is the uterine lining, um, grows in the body. And it can be found in many different locations and places um, on the ovaries, on the fallopian tubes, um, outside of the uterus, the the bladder, the bowel, um, uh, the diaphragm. There's, you know, tons of different places that it's been found. And it impacts one in nine women, which is such a huge number. Um, At first, I had never even heard of endometriosis until last year. Um, and I, I didn't realize how many women it actually affects so many women suffering silently, not even realizing that all of their symptoms add up to endometriosis. And there's so much um, misinformation. And, and a lot of people really don't get the, the help or the medical care that they deserve. Um, for me, it took uh, several years when I started feeling really bad to to become diagnosed but if i count back um you know it was it was 10 plus years since i would say i had my first symptom that i didn't even realize was endometriosis so uh the main symptoms for me that i started noticing were around 2017 um were headaches fatigue and muscle aches I, i would get these headaches you know sometimes every day it was impossible to do anything. Um, it, it was very distracting. I would be in so much pain and often like, uh, you know, um, over the counter pain medication did not help me. 
um, and the fatigue was exhausting. I really couldn't get through the entire day doing much. And I would have these muscle aches um, around my ankles and then like also in my arms and my upper back. It kind of felt like I had the flu sometimes. So that's that's really what my main symptoms were that I noticed around 2017. And I started jumping from specialist to specialist to figure out what is wrong with me. Um, I went to rheumatologist, gynecologist, neurologist, internist, all these different doctors, and um, nobody really seemed to know what was going on. Uh, I took lots of um, blood tests. I even had x-rays. and I had all these different things. I think the rheumatologist um, said that I had fibromyalgia. Um, I had these, I uh, was prescribed birth control, antidepressants, a- um, anxiety medication and pain medication. Um, and none of, none of these helped. So um, that, that was kind of the first, the first thing that happened was jumping around. I think somebody has called it misdiagnosis roulette or something like that. Going from doctor to doctor, like what's wrong with me, you know? Yeah. And, you know, what's interesting about this is this is a common story for people with endometriosis, this 10 plus years of bouncing around and doing that misdiagnosis roulette, seeing, I think the statistics are seven plus providers over 10 years before Mm -hmm. you get an accurate diagnosis. And what's really interesting with yours is your symptoms were different than what I think we typically think of when we think about endometriosis. A lot of people say it's a period disease, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And your symptoms with the headache, fatigues, and muscle aches have nothing to do with your period. So I think that's really yeah. for people to hear that it's a whole body disease. It is not just a menstrual cycle disease. That's right. Yes, I know. I think that's such a big misconception because it's a, a chronic inflammatory disease that does affect the whole body. And I didn't even have those symptoms of the heavy and painful period that are so common. Um, it wasn't until after I got diagnosed with endo that I really looked back on my life and said, okay, wait a second. I do remember there was one time in high school and one time in college that I had you know, a really difficult um, heavy period um, that I was very sick about or, um, you know, had had missed school or something like that. But that was it. And that was over 10 years ago. So the, the past several years when I was feeling my worst, um, I didn't even think, you know, anything about to, to look up anything about painful or heavy periods because I, I didn't have those. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so then... Um, after I was going to all those doctors, I was trying to figure out, um, I, I then started having more symptoms that I started to know, notice that were progressing. Um, I had a lot of hot flashes. And so these were more like hormonal symptoms that I started to notice. I had a lot of hot flashes where I was really sweating everywhere and my face would get really red. Um, at first, uh, when I was seeing some different doctors, I kept thinking, I wonder if I have like lupus or something because I thought about the butterfly rash. Um, that people get on their faces and mine wasn't like cut out like the butterfly, but it would be red all, you know, the top of my nose and my cheeks and my face would get really hot. Um, And this would happen just during the day sometimes. And I had also a lot of bloating Um, towards the end when I was getting ready to get diagnosed, my bloating was so big that it was affecting like just how I fit into my clothes 
Um, it looked like I was probably several months pregnant and I wasn't. So um, that was really a problem. And then I also had a lot of anxiety that was increasing more and more and nausea. Uh, sometimes we would go to eat and I just would sit there and stare at my food because I just, I felt, you know, this loss of appetite and this nausea. So, um, you know, those were, again, it was nothing about a heavier, painful period. So those were some of the the main symptoms that were really bothering me. And I think we do hear the bloating quite frequently a lot of times or, you know, stomach distress. A lot of times people will classify that as endo-belly. Mm-hmm. Um, these other symptoms, you know, aren't as common um, for most people. But if we look at the list of symptoms for endometriosis, it's quite long. It's quite exhausting. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think that's not a big message, really, just to get across. This is not just a period disease. It's not just happen during your cycle or part of your cycle where you bleed. I mean, sometimes people's discomfort is during ovulation too. Mm -hmm. And I'll talk about that too, because that's actually where the kind of the breakthrough came for me was the ovulation pain. So um, I also had a lot of acne when I look back in high school, it was really, really bad. Um, But when I was in college and I was put on birth control, I think you know, the main reason at the time might have been for acne, because, um, like I said, my my acne was really bad. And it it made it disappear because it was masking the hormonal symptoms that I had going on. So um, it, it looked like I had no acne. And I loved that because it, it the acne has affected my life so much in so many ways. Um, it's painful. And, you know, just, uh, you know, for appearance purposes and things, it's just been difficult. So I, it made me want to stay on the birth control for longer because, um, you know, my acne was gone. Um, and I think that it's such an important conversation to have is that so many women are on hormonal birth control, whether that be the pill or the IUD or injections, and they may have a lot of symptoms that they don't see because the birth control is, you know, kind of um, masking the symptoms. And, um, and, and so I think, you know, people, they might not even know that they have endo, because the, the birth control might be hiding these symptoms, and then they come off of the pill, and they start having all these increasing hormonal symptoms, and they might soon find out, you know, that they have something more going on with their hormones than they realized. Yeah, I think that's a really good point to clarify mm-hmm. how certain hormonal what we think are treatments are really masking our symptoms. So we might not get mm-hmm. the answer we want or to the right treatment or the bottom of what's going on. Exactly. Like it's not treating the root cause. You know, I have, you know, um, the acne, where's it coming from? You know, it's coming from my elevated estrogen. That's, you know, that's um, interfering with just the hormones in my body. And um I, I just, I think I would have never known that had I not start looking into what is actually causing these problems, not what can I do to just make them temporarily go away. Um, well, so then after, after that, I started, after I turned to all these specialists and I couldn't find out what was wrong with me, I had heard of this um, naturopathic doctor and she's a hormonal specialist for, for naturopath. And um I was no longer on birth control anymore. My acne was back in full spring and the hot flashes and the headaches were progressing and I really needed help. I was really desperate at this point to have somewhat of of a normal feeling life. Um, And my, my naturopathic doctor, she was really great. She tried very hard to help me. 
um, we, I started educating myself as much as I could. And I will say, I think that's the most important thing um, about, about medical and hardships and chronic illnesses is trying to, to find the tools and, and just informing yourself and reading and listening to as much as you can. Um, I, I was finding reputable doctors online and experts in the women hormonal field. And I was reading books, listening to podcasts. I just kept searching for answers. Um, but, and I was onto something and I, I'm really glad that I did that. Um, I found out, you know, about chemicals in our environment and the food um, that are causing hormone disruptions in both men and women. And, um, you know, how this is creating a lot of hormonal imbalances. And so I really started going through the, the things in my life, the plastics, the chemicals and nail polish and makeup and all these beauty, uh, you know, products and, and food, the pesticides, switching over to organic and, you know, uh, trying my best to really educate myself on what, what else might be impacting my hormones. Um, and so I worked uh, with my naturopathic doctor for a while and we made, we made a spreadsheet. We were tracking all my symptoms and I think um, I, I could not find a pattern at all, Amy. I, I, I couldn't see a pattern. I would track the headaches. I would track the bloating. We had no idea, you know, where it was coming from. Um, that's exhausting, you know, having to track all of those things and still not have answers. Yeah, it, it was really hard. So then I did this hormone saliva test, which I really recommend because I had already gotten so much blood test and all my hormones come back as normal. You know, they're all in normal range and I'm like, this is not normal. Something is not right, you know? Um, but the hormone saliva test, uh, it shows your hormones over a 24 hour period. You, you, um, basically put your saliva in these test tubes, freeze them, and then you mail them off to this lab. And it really shows like where your estrogen levels are, your testosterone, your progesterone, your cortisol, and where it's supposed to be within a 24 hour cycle. And mine was just, you know, all over the place. Um, it showed that my estrogen was really high relative to my progesterone. And so all the symptoms that I were, was experiencing, uh, really showed that. So, um, my naturopathic doctor put me on this plant-based progesterone cream that I rub, you know, like just somewhere on my body every night. And, um, you know, what happened was I just gained a lot of weight and my estrogen did not decline at all. So it, it really, there was still something else really going wrong um, that, that we didn't know. Um, so that, that was pretty difficult because I was like, wow, I, I did this for months. I've been working for months with her and, and just still not seeing any results. You know what I mean? Yeah, and the cost oh. of going to all these providers, yes. time and money, because you've spent a lot of it at this point. Oh, yes. I've spent so much on my um, endo treatment as a whole and just from starting from all of this. And I think it's really a problem because um, uh, fortunately, I feel so thankful that I was able to uh, pay for all of these different treatments. But the reality is it's really not affordable. It's not affordable to go through this um, uh, for people to just keep paying. And, you know, most providers, you know, can be expensive, especially um, specialized ones on hormones. And and that can be very hard to just pay out of pocket for, you know. Um, so, 
the the turning point though to my diagnosis story was that in January of 2022 I started riding horses and I loved it um I I I became very passionate about riding horses and I suddenly started experiencing this pain um in my pelvis like it would be you know um during the time I was riding horses and I started linking it to ovulation and um I realized it was abnormal. I remember asking the girls I was riding with if this happens to them. And they're like, no. And I I was like, oh, wow. You know, something, again, just something is not right here. And um, uh, my husband mentioned to me that he remembers me complaining sometimes when I used to run. Because I did used to run. And he would say every now and then you would complain about, you know, pelvic pain or sometimes soreness. Um, but I, I didn't even remember that. And I think I had been in so much pain over the last few years, but I didn't even realize what was actually painful and what I was just, um, I don't know, not, not even noticing. I think you mentioned that sometimes, Amy, like, can you, can you speak on that? How you notice that in your patients? Yeah. I think you don't recognize your pain a lot and it manifests as maybe fatigue. And, mm-hmm. and I think there are times, at least during the time that I've worked with you, where what I felt from your tissues, you should have been in a lot more pain than you were saying. Mm-hmm. I think you have a high tolerance for pain because you have been in pain for a long time. And you're a doer. You are someone who is highly accomplished and you didn't want pain or fatigue or anything to hold you back. So it's sort of like we stuff it down or we you know, keep doing what we need to do. And it does manifest eventually in our body in other ways. And so you might not have been interpreting it as pain, but you had pain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. I, I I didn't even realize all the pain that I was in. And I think it's a shame because I think a lot of people are walking around every day in pain and just going through the motions. And we've kind of become out of touch with our bodies. Um, because we move around so much and at such a fast pace and we're multitasking and we don't even realize or, or think to stop. And what, what is this pain in my stomach or, you know, you know, why do I have a headache? Oh, I can take Tylenol for that or, you know, take some type of medicine for that. But is that helping me figure out why I have the headache or where it's coming from, you know? And I think, um, what I've learned most over the the last year is really being mindful in my body and trying to listen to it it's telling me things and i and i don't realize i didn't realize for a long time that it was it was screaming at me you know help me you know this there's something more going on um so yeah yeah so you were riding the horses and and realized there was some pelvic pain yes yes and um it got so bad that i would when I would sit down on a chair, it would hurt. Or when I would get up from a chair or the bed or from sitting and start walking around, the the feeling of my feet touching the floor would just cause this sensitive pain um, in my pelvis. Um, And I wanted to try because I hadn't been to a gynecologist in a while. So I said, I'm just going to try one more gynecologist. Let's just see if there's something some, something, again, I'm just looking for help. And um, before I went, you know, uh, I remember my husband, he was still trying to help me, like researching online. You know, we the word endometriosis came up. Um, he said he had seen something online about it. Um, 
maybe I, I had been, you know, I actually was in a program at the time where I was getting lots of emails and I had seen the word endometriosis. And so when I went to this upcoming appointment with my gynecologist, I could hardly get through my pelvic exam. I remember it was so painful. I, I mentioned endometriosis to her. I said, you know, and she agreed with me. She said, oh, that, that kind of sounds like, like, you know, something that the people who have endo, who are my patients, feel, you know, that pressure of sitting down, the heaviness, the painful. Um, but she said, you know, her suggestion was that I get on uh, birth control pills to uh, shut off my ovaries um, and then um, consider a surgery which she would perform. And this just didn't sit well with me because um, I did not want to get back on birth control. I've been there, done that. Uh, that was, a, a again, a, just a, an experience that didn't lead to anything helpful for my body. Um, and so I kind of left that. But at the time, I was in this health coaching program. And because everything that I had gone through, I really want to help women with their hormonal problems. Um, and I was in um, this program that took me a year and a half to complete. And I just completed it in December. So now I am, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I'm, I am a certified women's health and wellness coach. Uh, the, the same thing that Amy is, because it's actually funny, Amy, when you and I met each other, we didn't realize we were in the same program. No, I love it. And we both <laughs> completed it now. We went through the rigor of a year and a half. Yes, yes, we did. And it was really good. We learned so much. And um, I, I'm really proud that we finished that. I, I can't wait to use it to help women. I hopefully will start trying that this year. But I've just been kind of focused on my medical journey personally. Um, but anyway, so um, the CEO of the program, Dr. Jessica Drummond, she is an expert on endometriosis. And I emailed her and I asked, I, I had never talked to Jessica before or uh, really at all. And I just asked if I could set up a time to talk. And she responded to me the same day. I, I was so excited. And she actually had one spot on her calendar. I remember that was open. Uh, when I went to schedule with her for the next two weeks. So I was really excited to talk with her. And when I was telling her my story, I mentioned all my symptoms. And she said that she was 80% sure that I had endometriosis. But of course, I needed to be seen in person by a physician. And um, I asked her if she would please email me some good endometriosis doctors. And uh, she sent me a list of, I think it was maybe seven, around seven. And the only woman, um, I just, I had wanted to see a woman uh, for some reason. I, I just felt I wanted to see someone who, if possible, knew what I was going through. Um, and, uh, and the only woman on the list was Dr. Iris Orbuck um, in LA. And uh, surprisingly, um, there are really not very many endometriosis specialists who are skilled experts in uh, treating endometriosis. It's it's very difficult um, and it's very specialized. And so while some people think, oh, we can just go to my OBGYN and she can help me with this, it's actually, there's a lot more to it than that. And, um, you know, Dr. Orbach has, has spoken in the past about how how many years of, um, of training she's gone through just to treat endometriosis, you know, not delivering babies or anything like that. So it's very important to find somebody who's a, an expert. Um, and um, what was so crazy, Amy, was that my husband and I, coincidentally, were actually headed to LA in two weeks 
uh, between the time I talked to Jessica Drummond and um, contacted Dr. Orbach and I contacted her office and um, she's, she's actually good friends with Jessica Drummond. And um, I was talking to her about, you know, all these problems. She took me in um, while I was already going to be there. So I really think it was a miracle. Like just that I got to see her, you know, fine timing right there. Yes. Right. It really was. So, um, okay. So I saw, so I went to go see Dr. Orbach and she really, she spent an hour educating both my husband and me about what endometriosis is. She drew some diagrams and I was really thankful for this. I'm a very visual learner. Um, and then so after she spent, you know, a lot of time explaining what it was, she then um, did an internal examination and she could actually feel um, the endometriosis. And, you know, she touched different areas and she said, do you see how that feels there? And then she would say, do you see how that feels there? And I would, you know, flinch because it was so painful. And she was like, that is the difference. That's how I can, t- my fingers can actually tell, you know, w- what the endometriosis is. Um, and, you know, that's how skilled she is as a, as a f- physician for endometriosis. And that's what it takes to really uh, find someone, you know, who's, who's such an expert in this. Um, but, you know, what she told me was that she was 90% confident that I had endo. That's the highest percentage of confidence that she can give you. Um, because unfortunately, we cannot know 100% until we're in surgery. Um, and I, I think that's scary, really, for for myself and for anybody going through this, because you have this doubt in your mind. What if this is not it? You know, what if for some reason it's not endometriosis and you've made it this far trying to figure out all this time, all this money spent? Um, so, you know, that's that's pretty anxiety provoking. Um, and so I just kind of had to trust, but, you know, I felt it in my gut at this point. I'm like, you know, all these, everything has aligned to bring me here, all the work that I've been doing. And I just feel like this is it. Um, and so, you know, after that, she put me in touch with a healthcare team. Um, you were one of the people and I'm, I'm so thankful for that because we've been being, we've been connected ever since, excuse me. And, um, I, I read her and saw, I'm sorry to interject, but like when oh, no, that's okay. you saw Dr. Orbach, what month was it? April. April. So almost one year ago to almost one year ago, next month. Yeah. So yeah. And things started moving fast at that point. Thankfully. I mean, you had gone through years of questions and trials and so, you know, not finding the solution. And then as soon as you met who I love and respect Dr. Orbach so much in our field, um, but as soon as you saw her, things started moving fast, which moved you so much faster to where you are now. And that's really important. Yes. Being someone who is experienced and skilled in endometriosis because the OB that you saw was willing to do a surgery, but it wasn't the right surgery. Right. That's the thing. Um, you know, I think we'll, t- we'll talk about definitely my treatment in the next podcast, but the surgery is a, uh, for endometriosis is excision surgery, whereas a lot of gynecologists will just do ablation surgery. And we can talk about the differences next time, but um, it's it, ablation surgery, you know, there's, you end up having it several times. A lot of women go through the same surgery several times and don't get any relief. So, yeah, I mean, once I, I met Dr. Orbach, things moved very fast. Um, 
she put and I think what's so important and she has said this to me is having a, a whole healthcare team is so important because there are many different experts. You know, there's someone who's an expert in what kind of food to eat uh, when you have endo, someone an expert in, you know, um, the pelvic floor physical therapy. There's someone who's an expert in the surgery and, you know, an expert in downregulating the nervous system. I mean, it takes all of these different people, um, you know, to, to create your team to, to undo this year, these years of damage that have caused to the body. And um, so, yeah, that's pretty much my story leading up to diagnosis. Yeah, I think your story is so amazing. And it's so different than what I think we read about and hear when we hear endo. Um, so I think it's important that people realize the symptoms are not always clear cut. And finding people who not just say they've seen endometriosis. Oh, I have, I've had a patient with endo. But people who are familiar with it and treat it and see it often because it does present so so differently. And by the time people get to the right people, their symptoms have multiplied. Mm -hmm. Their feelings about their body, their um, self-esteem. So sorry, that's a kid. <laughs> hey, I'm that's kidding. okay. <laughs> their um, self-esteem at this point and their trust and movement of their body. And I think we can talk about that later, but um, most of the people you said, I used to be a runner, I was riding horses, but a lot of people stopped moving too. Yes, I know. Um, I think you've shared with me before that, you know, some people can become bedridden and um, just, just can't really can't even walk anymore. It becomes so painful. Um so, yeah, but I, I would love to say that um, at, towards the end of this now, there are so many different resources. And if someone suspects that they do have endometriosis, I think there are a lot of different ways to, um, to there, there are a lot of different things you can start doing to become proactive. So, uh, for example, the Endometriosis Summit is coming up from March 24th to 26th. And there's, you can go in person. I believe it's in Florida. I think it's at Disney World. Um, but you can also get a virtual ticket. And I think I saw that they're only $75. And that's, you know, $75 for a three-day weekend to learn about everything about endometriosis, all sorts of specialists and physicians and um, educators. Um, that there's a great, that is a great way to learn. And then also um, Below the Belt is a really good documentary. Um, it's 10 years in the making. Um, and I, I saw it last year, but uh, it's, been, it's been shown at this point all over the world. And I'm actually helping to organize a screening in Louisiana, which I'm really excited about. Um, and, and Amy, I went to see the one at Vanderbilt. Uh, it's really good, Amy, don't you think? Oh, it's phenomenal. Anybody who either treats patients with endometriosis or women in general, I think should see it. Anybody who has daughters, um, I really think all women should see it. Anybody who mm -hmm. knows whether or not they have endometriosis. But I think it's a powerful movie, especially from my standpoint, for all healthcare provider providers to see. So you can see the journey that these women go on and how many struggles, but just so we can identify it faster, we have got to get people under that 10 year mark. People cannot suffer for 10 years. It's just not fair <laughs> to them. Yeah, it's 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 not good for society either. It's not good for anyone for people to suffer for that long. And um, I think another really good movie that Indo What created is Indo What. I'm pretty sure it's called Indo What. It is. And yeah, that movie is also really good because it shows 
you know, some potential causes of endometriosis. It talks about those environmental impacts that play a role in, you know, what is, you know, what might be causing our hormones to, um, to, to have these kind of underlying problems. And, um, and then I also highly recommend Nancy's Nook on Facebook. Uh, it's, it's such a big endo community and there's so much accurate information on there and recommendations and, um, doctors and, you know, people just ask questions about, you know, what, you know, I'm having this going on, what should I do? And it's just, it's a good place for people to talk and to share resources and information. I think that's the best way that you can help yourself is to, to educate yourself and to find resources and as many as possible, because just going to, you know, a, a random specialist who might not even know what endometriosis is, it just continues with the misdiagnosis roulette, you know? Yeah. I want to throw in there Dr. Orbuck's book. Um, she wrote. Oh, yes. Yeah. She wrote, is it not called endo? What, what is her book? Called? It's called um, beating endo. How to reclaim your life from endometriosis. Beating endo. And she wrote that with Amy Stein, who's also a pelvic floor physical therapist, but that really transformed my thought. That's what kind of got me interested. I was starting to see more clients with pelvic pain and endometriosis. And I read that book and it just, it brought me closer to where I am now as far as these clients need help and they need it fast. And she has some very practical ideas for people in the book, um, along with medical, you know, suggestions, but things like meditation, stretching, um, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. eliminating some toxins from your diet and beauty products. Um, but it's just a very thoughtful book. It really is. I read it right after I saw her last year as well. And um, yes, she just talks about yoga. She talks about all of these ways in which you can help yourself and the tools that can empower you to start taking charge of your own health care. And um, I think people don't realize how much power they have to help begin their healing journey. And they wait so long to be told by somebody what to do rather than, you know, um, you know, trying to, to begin taking matters into their own hands. And there, there are a lot of things that people can do to help themselves that they're not aware about. So I think her book does a really good job of showing all of those ways that you can get started on beating endo, you know. And, and you did that yourself. You were just inquisitive and curious what's going on with me. And you sought out resources, but not everybody does that or has even the knowledge where to go. Who do I talk to? You know, so understand Nancy's Nook is a great resource on Facebook um, for sure. So I think people just knowing where to go, who to even talk to and understanding what the symptoms are is really key. I'm really excited to talk about your journey, you know, through treatment too, because I know it's been, we've already said it's been expensive. It's been time consuming. It's been, um, you know, so, so many things did not work. And so many things you had mm-hmm. questions, like I'm paying all this money. Is this working? Is this not working? You didn't even know. And mm-hmm. it's, it's really easy. One thing I kept telling you is how far you've come. And just hearing you say, um, you couldn't even sit down without pain or take a step when the ground hit your foot, you were experiencing pain. And to see you now, I just can't wait to continue sharing this journey with everyone. Because you can certainly sit down now and you can certainly walk without pain and do so much more too. But just, you know, showing how far you've come. And I know it feels like a long journey, um, but from January 22 to now March of 2023, you've come so far. Thank you so much, Amy. I mean, it feels so good to hear that because I see it too. I see it in myself. 
it has been so hard. Sometimes it makes me emotional thinking about how hard it's been, but it also makes me emotional thinking about everybody else who's going through this that doesn't realize that they are or that haven't, haven't found the answers yet. So I'm really passionate about advocacy and spreading awareness, but mostly education, because I think education emp- empowers people. You know, uh, I think feeling empowered is the only way to to get through these these hardships. Um, but I'm really excited to talk about my treatment, too. And I hope that it helps people. And I'm al- always available for, for questions. I like to um, and just if we can help one more person, I think that's why we're here. So I agree. I think you're really going to do big things with health coaching and helping other warriors with endometriosis. Um, so, yeah. And as of right Thank now, you. we're not really sharing Rachel's information. We're just keeping her as my client, Rachel. And progress <laughs> as we can share some resources because I know she's going to make an impact in the world with her knowledge and her personal experience with this. Well, thank you so much. Thank you, Amy. And thanks for having me on your podcast. Oh my goodness. I'm so thankful for you for just being brave enough to share your story and letting me um, just ride along for the journey and see how far you've come. So yay. All right. All right. Well, until next time. Yes. This was episode one. We were going to talk about treatment in episode two, and then we're going to talk about her recovery and where she is now in episode three. So there's more to come. I encourage all of y'all to just look into more about endometriosis, especially from my standpoint, if you're a healthcare provider, um, pelvic floor physical therapist, um, work with women in any capacity. We need to identify this sooner. We need to help educate ourselves and just continue to help women. So thank you, Rachel, and everybody have a great week.